This week, we have a wonderful interview for our Black History Month special, interviewing someone really important, not only to here in Minnesota, but to us at the Minnesota Cannabis College. She designed the logo for you. She did. Yeah, our whole branding from colors to the graphics to even the font that we use. She came up with all of it. And really, it, it led to the, the work that we're doing today looking so top tier and high quality. So, yes, legendary. Yeah, it's the a legendary Natasha Givens. Oh, uh, yeah. Such an incredible interview. You get to hear about her design work, yes, but also really the reason that we brought her in was the incredible baking that she does. You get to hear about Natty Cakes, about the origin from caramels, maybe prior to legalization, all the way to some of the legal products that you can buy from her today. All made here in Minnesota. Yeah, and she resurfaced around the Legacy Cup last year. It sounds like that was a big moment for her to kind of get back out and show her brand to the main mm-hmm. mainstream. And we hope that uh, more people find her and potentially even buy her Valentine's Day gift sets or anything else that she comes out with this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just one quick heads up before we jump into this interview. We did have some slight technical difficulties. Regardless, you'll still be able to hear the entire interview. There might be a quick moment or two where that video doesn't align with the audio, but definitely make sure that you're listening. Definitely make sure that you're watching because truly this is one of those interviews that's going to go into the history books. It's a good one. We're learning. We're getting better. We're figuring out each other's roles. I mean, it's a, it's been so much fun being on this podcast this year. And uh, I appreciate you uh, kind of rolling with the punches as we figure things out. Oh, it's it's crazy to think of how much we've already done in the eight months that we've been doing our podcast. Crazy to think about how much we've been able to do prior to legalization. I mean, we're here in Black History Month thinking about the impact we've been able to make, sharing the message of people really truly doing the work out there. Um, thank you all for growing along with us. We've got so much more growing to do. Let's keep growing. Yeah. So let's jump to that interview. Truly an awesome one. Uh, thank you all again, and happy Black History Month. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Northern Lights Podcast. I'm here by myself. I wanted to tell you about the February 19th event that we have coming up. It's a living soil class. It's going to be held at Modest Brewing. You can get your tickets online at the minnesotacannabiscollege.org slash soil. And if you've ever learned... Ah! It's alive! Are you a living soil? I'm the living soil! Do you know- Come and learn more about me! Do you know Stefan Cornell? Do I know Stefan Cornell? Stefan Cornell is who grows me. Aha, you're grown by Stefan Cornell. If you want to be grown just like Stefan Cornell grows living soil, you can grow living soil yourself. Just be like Tanner and come to the living soil class on February 19th. February 19th, Modest Brewing with Cornell Urban Agriculture. Come learn about living soil. <laughs> hey, don't they have a brand new private event space? They do. It's pretty cool. This is Marcus Harkis with the Minnesota Cannabis College, and you've tuned in to another episode of Nor- the Northern Lights Podcast. I'm here with Tanner Barris. Yeah, thank you. And we've got in the studio Natasha Givens. So we're super excited to have you in the studio today. That's what Tanner always says. I'm yeah. super excited, too. We're very excited. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. So thank because you. you're so essential to the look and feel of the college today. Mm-hmm. You created our logo, even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so brilliant. Mm-hmm. So could you tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what your relationship is with cannabis? Sure. So um, I'm a magic maker, mm-hmm. a creator, first and foremost. I'm a mom. I'm a wife, uh, entrepreneur. I would call myself a uh, visionary. 
So all those things kind of wrapped up in one. I, um, I'm not from Minneapolis. I'm actually born and raised. I wasn't raised there. I was born in um, Maryland mm-hmm. and uh, grew up in Naperville, Illinois, outside of Chicago, and migrated to Minnesota when I was about 20. Oh, so you're a so Minnesotan I'm, now? I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I guess I'm fully a Minnesota now, which is weird. It only takes to like say. five years. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah, people get adop- adopted no, after five I, years. After 20, I was like, okay, fine, I'll admit it. <laughs> How do you feel about hot dish? No, no, I'm just What is that? Uh, uh, no, I know, I know. Let's it's... talk about um, Juicy Lucy's instead of hot dish. Ah, there we go. Yes, there we go. Perfect. Right. So. True Minnesotan parts. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt your story. I, I just like to uh, no, adopt No, I appreciate everybody. it. I mean, um, what else can I say? I'm a, I'm a first-generation American. Mm-hmm. My parents are from Trinidad and Tobago originally, so, and I'm the only girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so that in itself has um, really driven me and, and driven my passions, driven the way that I live every day. So, But what's your relationship with cannabis? Wow, it's, I would say that it started much like everybody. I don't know if, just like in the, those teenage years, those experimenting years, um, because my parents were like really conservative Caribbean parents, they told me if I ever tried drugs that I would end up like a homeless on the, unsheltered, I'm sorry, um, on the streets, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially. And I was like terrified of that. Um but much like teenagers, you know, like in high school, I experimented with my homegirls. I had a boyfriend at the time that honestly was the first person to roll a piece of foil up. And we sat in his bath, his parents' bathroom and got high and then ate a cake afterwards, like a whole <laughs> cherry cake afterwards. And it was like the most, ma- I remember it being the most magnificent cake I had ever had because like my taste buds were all on fire. And I'm like, I don't think I'm high, though. And I was. So, yeah. It's the, I'm, I'm not high, but man, this cake sure is good. <laughs> it's delicious. So, it's um, tasted sweeter. I, I, I've, I've always been in proximity to it. Um, I feel like growing up in a Chicago suburb, it's like, it's like a cigarette. You know, it was, it was always accessible and available. Um, and I never saw it as a drug after that, honestly, like I never, it was never a gateway for me either. It, it never was a gateway for me. Actually, it, I, I, I'm only, I'm purely like a um, plant medicine girl. So me too. yeah. Well, except yeah. I'm a boy. <laughs> well, like I remember when they, le- we legalized the low dose edibles mm-hmm. and I, I hit y'all up, like it's time to bring a brand above ground. Then we had that event. Uh, we had the first THC vendor fair. Mm-hmm. Y'all sold out in like 30 minutes. I mean, can you tell people about your business, Natty Cakes? What's the story of this? Wow. So um, I was in the corporate world for uh, like 15 years as an art director and designer for a couple of Fortune 500 companies. And I loved it. I'm very passionate about design. I'm very passionate about art in general. Um, I love art directing, art design. And so it was um, being a creative in that world, you get kind of boxed in. So I started baking cakes. 
and um, using my outlet that way. And like, I really found it fulfilling. Like it was supplementing my creative, like just my creative drive outside of the workplace. Um, so I started baking and people were like, oh my gosh, you got, and this was out THC. They're like, you have to do this for a business. Like what? You have to do this. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, my career is going to be way more lucrative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and honestly, I was like dying inside working mm-hmm. corporate. I would go to in into the office in tears. Mm-hmm. And my manager is just like, you know, I promised one day it would make sense. Um, and I've, I, I face more adversity in the, in the corporate world than I do in the cannabis world. Hmm. Um, Not surprised though. Yeah. And that's really how um, like my business came to be. I, in 2013, a cousin of mine came to me literally with a pound of can of butter. It was the first time I've ever seen it. Just dropped a Tupperware of can of butter and was like, yeah, I know you bake. So uh, can you make me some caramels with this? And I literally was like, what is this? Wait, what? And I, of course, I knew what weed is. I had never seen can of butter, though, before. When was this? 2013. Oh, okay. Yeah. About so, a decade ago. So, that, I mean, that, that, uh, that was my first kind of experience with cooking with it. Mm. How long had you been doing the cakes before that point? Uh, about three years. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, you're hearing the story of Nazi cakes right here on the Northern Lights <laughs> podcast, unlike any other place. Yeah. Um, it was, it, it was, uh, I felt excited about it, you know, because it was like, okay, cool. I mean, obviously at that time, we were nowhere near legalization. Mm-hmm. But for me, I mean, coming from the islands and again, from, Early on, I was like, I never criminalized marijuana. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll make some caramels with it. Little did I know, it stunk my whole kitchen up. And I was renting at the time. So it was like, oh, my God, what? I cannot do this again. My neighbors will, like, call the officials on me. For sure. <laughs> I got an email one time. It's like, Mr. Harkis, we've observed the odor of marijuana yeah. coming from your apartment. Right. Oh. And I said, what the fuck are you doing sniffing around Period. my door? Period. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, he, I gave him literally like a couple of shoeboxes of caramels and he came back within a couple a few, of shoeboxes. Literally. Damn. Yeah. He came back within a few days and he's like, I need more of them, please. I sold out. Oh my God. What? And I was like, no, I cannot make any more caramels for you. <laughs> mm. But thanks for letting me try. He's like, that sat with me for a long time. That sat with me for a long time through um, my career because I didn't leave. I didn't leave that particular um, place until about 2016. Mm-hmm. So it was like three years. I was just sitting on it like, oh, I really enjoyed it, you know? <laughs> and um Around that time when I left in 2016, there was a show around that time called Bong Appetit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, on Vice. Yes. Oh, Such my a good God. show. Amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sparked me immediately. Me and my husband were sitting there watching it, and I was like, something. I, I'm not even playing when I say this. Something inside of me mm-hmm. was called 
like a higher level was called to action. And I fell in love with the idea of cooking, Mm -hmm. baking. Everybody was enjoying it, enjoying the basics of life, right? Like good food, Mm -hmm. friendship, great conversation, marijuana, like (laughs) what high vibes. I need to be a part of this. Um, and I was, uh, had left my corporate job, uh, to work for a local cosmetic surgeon who wanted me to help his national brand. I did that. And after two years again, I felt no, no, this isn't it. And with the, with really just like long talks with my husband, like scared, like what I, I, I can't, I know I can't stay here. So what is what is the next move? Like, of course, I was making cakes. It's like, let me dig into cannabis. Let me dig into that. Um, because I had always dreamed of having a bakery with a flip side that was, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like Alice in Wonderland. So <laughs> um, he really, like, encouraged me. And I took a huge risk, like, took my money out took my 401k paid like eight months rent, you know, for us. My husband was also in transition with his job. It's a complete leap of faith. Lost $5,000 buying bullshit weed. I mean, you know what I mean? And I honestly felt the whole time. I, I, I feel like marijuana has a spirit to it. Um, and an energy with the males in the room, I want to say it's a goddess energy. I mean, it is. But yeah. And so I felt like, especially with the plant being a female. I typically so, like women more than men. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I just, I was like, I always like, I always paid like homage to the plant and was like, I know it's going to come back around. That energy that I give to the plant is going to come back around for me. It's going to make sense. And I kept consistent. Like you can take those big hits, especially at first when you really don't have that much money and it feels like it's crushing. It's like, what am I even doing? At the time it was still illegal. So, um, yeah, that's, a, that's the start of Natty Cakes. I mean, with big risk, there comes big responsibility, but also big faith. Mm-hmm. And, I believe in the magic. I believe in the plant, like to the core of me. So I love that. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, and we don't, we don't have really told the story of like the Minnesota cannabis college and sort of the, the founding of this, but it's funny you say it's that TV show because the host Abdullah, he, he runs a podcast called great moments in weed history. Mm. They talked about really the importance of education and upstarting cannabis industry. This was way back in 2019 and four years later, here we are. Yeah. So cool to hear sort of that same, seeing people do the work and really having that connection and saying like, Oh shit, this is, this is my path. Yeah. I just need to walk it and be okay with it. I mean, there's going to be a lot of, I mean, I don't think even, I don't think my parents knew about it for like at least a year until they caught wind of it. And by that point it didn't matter Mm -hmm. if they were okay with it. It was like, I'm really good at this Mm -hmm. and I love it. And I, I did the research I really dug in and did research. I did, and I, I did all the things. 
I did the education. And, and so like, it, it wasn't like a fly by night money scheme for me. So. Well, with some of the, so you talked about the caramels after you sort of started up and doing this a lot more, what was the reaction you were getting from people on some of your baked goods? I mean, we all sort of know the the reaction you were getting, but <laughs> tell, tell their listeners a little bit about Legendary. that. Legendary. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I am. Um, so that first batch of caramels that I made for my cousin, I had no idea like what, what, what the reaction was on the street, obviously, because he took it and sold it and everything was his. <laughs> everything was his. Um, he didn't give you a cut? He got, no. Oh. Nah, I did it on the strength. Oh, really? I did it on the strength, Vic. You know I did it on the strength. <laughs> so, um, but I appreciate him for giving me that moment because it, it you know. It lit my fire, but uh, yeah. so caramels were the first. I didn't, I didn't get a reaction from that. So the second time, I it was you know that 2018. Um, I made my first alien OG cookie, sugar cookie, and it was super bougie. It had gold flake on it and the sprinkles because I love all that. She makes luxury <laughs> luxury. <cakes. laughs> Um, Nazi cakes, but affordable. So anyway, Um, so I made that alien OG cookie and I was like, because I had been experimenting with my formula, um, I had to like get taste testers, obviously. Um, And I gave one to um, a really close friend of mine. She, she does Lacey, um, Lacey Klein. And she was my acupuncturist. She's, an amazing healer. And I gave her one and I was like, okay, well just try it. Maybe split it in half. I'm just kind of gauging the the potency and making sure, you know, things are all right. Um, wow. <laughs> the next day she, she texts me and she's like, Oh, it was, it was a great experience. I loved it. Like, um, but I gave the other half to Harv and, yeah, he kind of had a meltdown. And I was like, oh no. So I felt terrible. Honestly, I feel terrible. I feel he got terrible. High as fuck. Yeah, he did. He did. And she knew, of course, like, drink water, just sleep it off, you'll be fine. But I hate misdosing people. Yeah. Like, I hate that because mm-hmm. I know how that feels and I, I, that's not enjoyable by any means. But I did tell him that you'll never get that high again now. So you're, so mm-hmm. you're good. Yep. I mean, it is possible <laughs> if he wants to. But true. But he true. But like, I love getting very high, but not too high. Yeah. You're like, when is this? Going no, to agree, end? agree. So I want people to still feel good and enjoy themselves. But um, uh, my first cookie was it was a cookie. It was a sugar cookie it, from a batch of Alien OG. Yeah. How does it feel crossing over, like going mainstream, being at the Legacy Cup? Being here promoting your your brand. Like. It's really unreal. Truly. Like I, I was just telling him like um the people that have like followed me on Instagram um from four years ago, like, you know, like he was saying, like I was one of the first people that had kind of popped up in in the area that was doing things openly. Yeah. Um and fast forward now to here, I, I, I'm just like, I'm blown away. I'm living my wildest dreams, truly. Even if, um, even if like I, you know, I, I'm not even going to manifest that. So let me not say that. But uh, 
I feel like we're just on the cusp, right? Mm -hmm. So I I don't want to be too free and say like, um, it's all going to be roses from here. But I do, I'm like so excited about it. Um, The cannabis cup, like, let's talk about that because uh, the legacy cannabis cup was so profound for me and like a pivotal point. It taught me so much. And off the gate, I was telling my husband, like, I got to do this this year. I I may have reached out to you like, Hey, like what, what is up with this? And then once I found out, once I looked at the paperwork and what was entailed, (laughs) I was terrified. Let's be real. Like, um, it was, it was terrifying for one, a, a woman business owner, just kind of like, this is a new market, which was once illegal. Um, yeah. And so it, on paper, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. Like there's so much. So I was just like, Oh my gosh, this paperwork. I don't know. It was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, Kay fear who was coordinating. Okay. Amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reached out to me and was like, yeah, hey, right. people have been dropping your name. Are you going to vend? <laughs> and I'm like, ah, I want to. I mean, you make the best edibles in Minnesota. <laughs> oh, Let's my... just put that out there. You're just too kind. But... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. You're though. too kind. Thank no, you. No cap, as my children say. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it from Marcus Harkins, okay? <laughs> Marcus for president. We... we t- <laughs> We review products, and if people put their products up there, there's a chance that we're not going to like it, and we're not going to lie about it. I, so we, we Truth is everything. You get the most credible reviews here. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I am biased, but I'm not excited. But I can also, <laughs> I can think of few people in Minnesota that have tried more edibles than Marcus Argus. True. And I don't even fuck with edibles. I know. True. That's a, yeah. sure you <laughs> they be getting me too high. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Weighted mental blanket feeling. <laughs> So I need to learn how to dose too. One question that I have for you, and I know this is a tough one, but for a, a baker like yourself, what are some of the things that you're making now? You talked about that cookie, you talked about the caramels, yeah. but today, what are some of the things that you're really proud of that come out of the kitchen that are sure. enjoyed? So I, I originally based my brand, um, the founding kind of like beginning brand off of like classic stoner treats. Mm-hmm. So like a remake of the Fruity Pebbles, um, you get the... I have my pebble packs um, and also my rocket bars, um, the, the rice crispy bar, mm-hmm. the, you know, the extra gooey brownie. Like, I, I mean, that's like, we, we, you all have, like, if you're, you know, a store in high school, you just remember these kind of things. So it's like, mm-hmm. I always wanted to incorporate classic stoner treats. Um, the caramels, um, my OG caramels, I always is like a, a throwback to that first time I had to make them like always giving, you know, respect to like the first kind of points of where I met cannabis. Um, and then I started to expand into infused like cakes and pastries and, um, which really excites me. I, um, other like really amazing brands, edible makers locally here, um, at the legacy cup actually came to me and was like, we'd love to collab. And like some of those bigger brands, I can't wait to collab with them. I cannot wait to collab with them. Like (laughs) what? Yes. So, and just 
just even farms, even the um, the guys that, you know, are really into the science of it, like, mm-hmm. put me in that room. Like, I want to I want to like I want to dive deeper into what this could be, especially in consumption and food. And a lot of my a lot of my clients um, are civil servants. They can't smoke, mm-hmm. can't smell like it. A lot of my patients, a lot of my, I say patients, but a lot of my clients are also cancer patients. Um, and that's one of the reasons I was late because a delivery was like, I value that. Like I, I respect that. Like this is medicine for them and I'm going to treat it as such. So, um, yeah, what is, let's like, let's untap what the, the full potential and magic of this plant. I feel like we haven't even, you know, no. Yeah. So much more news for with that. Yeah. Well, I've got a question. But first, we're going to take a short break. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Andy, we met a couple months back, actually, at the launch of the event space. I was able yeah. to come out. Yeah. Granny's brought me out, sort of showed me a little bit. And we started talking about, you know, some of the cool possibilities of the cannabis industry here in Minnesota, some of the things that we can be adding to beverages. And one of the ones that we both kept coming back to was not just putting the THC, not just putting that the, the cannabinoids themselves in it, but really looking at that full profile and adding in more of that terpene side. Yeah. Um, and that's a bold new uh, frontier for us too, um, to be able to really double down on this is a cannabis product and um for me it's a little bit of validation again from early days of uh especially on the mango passion having customers going it kind of tastes like weed mm-hmm. <laughs> no it doesn't i'll give you something that tastes oh, like yeah. weed. <laughs> this, oh, is, yeah. this is for you guys it's so cool being able to figure out how can we you know like you said take that that flavor of cannabis that people have been saying they taste and say no, but actually we are going to include that and really center it as something yeah. that's, that's dominant. And, you know, we picked the, the name Northern Lights for the podcast to really help illuminate the cannabis industry here in Minnesota. But, I mean, the reason we picked it is because it's one of those classic cannabis strains of cannabis cultivars that people have been growing here in the States for decades. Mm-hmm. And we're excited to really bring that flavor out with the beverage that we're working with you on. So yeah. thanks for allowing us to really bring cannabis forward and tell people... This is what this is right. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right, and we're back. So, Marcus, right before the break, you were about to ask a question. I'm so sorry I cut you off. No, no. Go ahead. It was good timing, so we could uh, actually record it. So, if somebody's interested in baking cannabis at home, what advice do you have for them? You know, for personal use, uh, if somebody wants to like follow in your footsteps, which uh, they couldn't. They absolutely could, but um, that ed- that, <laughs> that education, I like you said, like Tanner said, it's the education piece. Um, there's so much free knowledge on the internet from reliable sources um, that you can just you can just spend hours, honestly, just doing your own research and building because what, what that, although I was given that first pound of butter, I had no idea how to make it. I didn't know. Like I didn't, I didn't know how much was even infused in that butter. And I remember going back to him and being like, wait, how do you make this? Like what? And he's like, I don't know. It's just given to me. So it was like, 
okay, I got to figure this out. And I really had to figure it out. So when people come to, a lot of people come to me and ask like, hey, give me the steps. Like, I'm like, I can't give you the steps. Because one, I feel like it's such a personal thing. You have to like do that research. You have to dig in. You have to like find your own magic and recipe. So you never thought about doing premium like flour. I always do. I, I never say like, don't get flour that you're not aware of where it was sourced. Right. What the percentages are, the important things, right? Always know that don't ever buy <laughs> weed off the street and think that you're going to make a premium edible. I'm looking at y'all in the face. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. <laughs> um, one, it could be harmful, but two, um, it's it's not going to be anything that you want to put your name on, like um, for a long term wise, at least. Mm-hmm. So um, that is honestly, I tell people out the gate, know your flower, mm-hmm. education. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and had, passion. Oh, passion. That is a big one. I mean, that's, I, I think the education is important, but it can only get you so far if, yeah. if you don't love it, you know. You have to love it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you can't make good products. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of bakers that um, that love baking, but they're, like, terrified of experimenting with THC. And it, it really is, you take the fear out when you, when you learn and educate yourself and get familiar with the plant. Do you have plans to, like, scale up so that, your products are in all the retail outlets in Minnesota. Or are you going to be more exclusive? Because it seems like you make artisanal edibles, yeah. which means you could never be having a like a Hershey's factory. My Willy Wonka factory. You're telling me I can't have a Willy Wonka factory. Well, I think you could, <laughs> but I, I I believe once people get to mass mass production, I know it loses the it's, soul. I, it's you know, it becomes more like, I know you want factory made natty cakes. So, um, honestly, like my vision is to be a national brand. Okay. But when I say that, I don't think of it inside of dispensaries. I think of it like, um, <sighs> have you ever been to voodoo donuts? I've heard of it. I've never been there. Yeah. So it's just like this real eclectic, dope uh, bakery. I think they only have like two locations, maybe one in LA, one in Denver. Mm-hmm. I can see my brand being like that. I still mm-hmm. want it to be very much um, uh, fresh baked. I don't, ha- I don't have any, nothing sits on a shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, literally every order is fresh baked. Um, and so I, I do see things like, maybe my cookies and my bars and my caramels or candies um, in stores. But hey, that's still up to question. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. still building out that vision, but ideally I see it like um, bakery locations. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I'd go to a bakery and buy one of those cakes. That's for right? sure. So would you call it the Nazi cakes bakery? Well, so originally my cake, my non-infused cake business that started before was called Cream Cakery. Mm. And it was short for cake rules, everything around me. (laughs) So 
I don't know. I might, yeah. not, you know, who knows? I can't give out all my secrets of what, oh, of what that, what that's going to look like. So. <laughs> well, you were talking a little bit about brand and vision and something that people might not know is that the brand and vision, the, the look of the Cannabis College was obviously not created by us, but created by you. Tell us a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that logo is iconic now. I remember. I love that logo. I remember sitting in a car on like a a phone call with the people in this room talking through that logo and opening up my phone to like look at the email and being like, fuck, like that is insane. Like the logo we had before, I'm sure people have seen it very it was long forgotten. Yeah, thank, but not soon enough forgotten. I it don't was, even remember. It was a leaf and the words Minnesota Cannabis College. But now have we have a vision, a brand, something that, that yeah. really you helped us build. Tell, I mean, yeah. tell us a little bit about that story. So um, I had been following Marcus for a while just because I was like, when I got into cannabis, I, I immediately started following uh, Marcus. He him and my husband had known each other in the activist world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like his name had came up in our household a couple of times. I had seen him at the Capitol um, fighting for cannabis. And I was like, fighting for real, man, <laughs> this man is literally living out loud mm-hmm. and I fucking love it. You know? Um, and one day I saw that he posted, he made this like post like, hey, looking for a designer to collab on, you know, Cannabis College and this and that. Because I had already jumped into the cannabis world, I was like, I've always wanted to make like a profound stamp mm-hmm. um, before legalization. Like I did, I, I just always knew in my mind, like I wanted to be a staple. I wanted to like make a stamp. I wanted, I just wanted to be a part of it. And so I was like, I can use my talent. I still feel this way. I can use my talents and gifts um, in ways that will benefit the community and push it forward, push the agenda, make it professional. Um, I've done it for companies that I could care less about. So why wouldn't I do it for? And it came, it came out so naturally. Like the design came really quickly for me. And honestly, like it's probably like, my my most loved piece in my portfolio um because it's just like wow (laughs) honestly (laughs) i mean honestly if you look at and i'm not exaggerating at all on everything i hurt people's feelings when they ask for like honest opinions not like intentionally but you know it's a consequence of asking for somebody's honest opinion but Mm -hmm. this Logo looks better than probably every higher education institution or nonprofit organization logo I've ever seen. Thank you. So, I mean, I think, and I'm biased, so make your own opinions, but I think it's phenomenal. I'm so grateful and so proud of it. Well, it's, Thank a, you. it's a logo that like went from your brain to mm-hmm. stickers and shirts and bags and our website and like cans of cannabis products and like right. yeah. so much, like honestly it's, it's, I look at it every single day of that, my life. That, <laughs> yeah. that, and that's why I say like this particular project in that piece, like I have created campaigns. I've done, I've done it all, but like, and I, I've always got gratification from like seeing my work on, on cans or products or flyers. Um, but this one was just like, 
it came together because one, it was so many passions coming together. Mm-hmm. Like it was the design, it was cannabis, it was all that. And like, again, making that like really, and I didn't even think, I didn't even honestly know if you would choose it. Like I thought maybe you had other designers that you were working with and like mine was just going to be an entry. So <laughs> I was shit. So you were being com- low key competitive. No, for oh. real. Yeah, I was. Oh, shit. No, I, was. I was like, shit, we found the ones. No, for real. <laughs> no I definitely further. was. So I was just like, just, just the whole process. That's why I like begged you for a t-shirt afterwards. Cause it was like, Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, we need to raise some money so we can get you like a, a jacket, a Letterman jacket. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Please. Yeah. It's we'll better than a U of M oh jacket. Oh my God, please. I will pay. Yeah, for you, you right? we'll get you one. Please. No, we'll that oh my God. Dollars together. I wore my t-shirt to the mall one day. I got so many compliments. And the only thing I would tell people is, I made this logo. <laughs> <laughs> I made this logo. But um, yeah, that's a 10 out of a 10 right mm-hmm. there. It's a, it's, you're, I mean, it's such an amazing uh, source of education too, which I absolutely love. If I didn't have a three-year-old, I swear I'd be at every session you guys host. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we really appreciate that. Yeah, no, I would be. I, yeah, I, this is going to outlive us. That's what I mean. This right? is historic. Right. Mm-hmm. This is better than a Minnesota state flag. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'm going to I'm going to try my my hand at it. We'll see. Damn, you <laughs> should have entered right? that contest. Too bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Too late now, but yeah. So yeah. something kind of weird. Wow. Well, Thank you so much for coming on today. I mean, it was such a treat to chat with you. Before we wrap up, we did have one final question. So we wanted to invite you on, obviously, to talk about Nanny Cakes, to talk about our brand, to talk about just so much. But also coming up in February, it's African American History Month. Yeah, You're one of the few black entrepreneurs in the Minnesota cannabis space. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about sort of what it's like and then looking forward to the future, sort of what you think black entrepreneurs need in Minnesota to really be successful? In? Sure. So... Um, I see both sides of it. I see, um, for me, I, for me, it was, um, I had a lot of great relationship with, with mm-hmm. a lot of key players, a lot of people, um, in the industry already planted, um, when the bill was going through, um, its first revisions. Um, I have a homegirl named Wintana. She's really connected to politics and, she always hits me. Um, she invited me to a collective of black businesses, about six of us that had a, uh, a call with the author, the bill author. And she wanted us to speak candidly, ask questions so that he can gauge what we as black and brown entrepreneurs needed, which I valued. I loved that. Um, but I also, I, I see, uh, the flip side of like, um, you know, a lot of us don't have the collateral, the liability, the insurance, all those things to first get started. Um, I haven't dug too much into like, um, the grants and things like that, Mm -hmm. that are available to black and brown companies. I would, I would love to see that. Um, I would love to see more around, um, I'm sorry, I could go down this rabbit hole, but we're addressing business owners. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would say stay the path, build relationships. Mm -hmm. My relationships have given me, it has put me in rooms and places that I've never dreamed of. 
Um, there have been players along the way that have just loved my product and, and, you know, so, uh, really stay true to like, to what, what, what you're doing. I love that. Consistency. The consistency is like crazy everything. Mm -hmm. If your product is consistent, not from week to week, not from month to month, but from year to year, I mean, believe in that, believe in yourself, build again, build relationship. I can't express that enough. Build relationship, put yourself out there, put yourself, take the risk. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the cannabis world, everybody is so cool. We're all stoners. What do you mean? Like what? Cannabis brings everybody together. So like be, um, like unwavering in your courage. I love that. Yeah. Can I make one uh, additional question? Always. So, I mean, I, I'm familiar with y'all a, a bit offline, but mm -hmm. can you tell how how valuable your husband's support is with you building this brand and, like, leveling it up past the legacy market? Like, Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because I, I, I see him, like, beside you at all these things. He better be. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, <laughs> how valuable is that, It's having that it's, support at home? Uh, it's... Um, Priceless. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's priceless. I wouldn't even have taken the leap if he didn't believe in me. If he didn't, if he didn't, um, yeah, if he didn't put invest in me, he continues to invest in me just emotionally, financially, uh, physically. He's there to help dragging cookies in and out of pop-ups like <laughs> with, with no payment. <laughs> so, Shout out to these relationship Shout out goals. To, to Mr. G. <laughs> um, but no, he is, uh, build that too. Build an amazing support system around you. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just one person that believes in you, you got to keep them in your circle. Yeah. So. Thank you for sharing. Man, that. he's, but he is my rock. He is like, he is uh, also my flower guy. So he's going to be my flower acquisition um as things legal up and we are dealing with farms, he's also going to take that over. And I'm just going to be the person that says, yeah, I like it. And then that's <laughs> it. So <laughs> look the, out for the Mr. G. There. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. Thank you so much for, for coming on and, and talking. Um, an honor. Marcus mentioned your Instagram a bit earlier, but if people want to go and learn more about your brand or maybe yeah. place an order, where can they go to go to do that? So the, the official website is in the works, um, which will streamline ordering. But for right now, again, I'm small batch, um, small, but big batch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but again, like I, I am still very hands-on. I'm so, uh, shoot me a DM, shoot me a message on Instagram, leave a comment. What's the handle? My handle is Natty Cakes, N-A-T-T-Y. All K's K A K E S. So N A T T Y K A K E S on Instagram. And from there, we're going to, I'm, yeah. Seeing I'm, is I'm believing. Gonna, I'm I mean, gonna, tasting is believing too. But. I'm going to, and then from there, we'll launch the website. But that's, that's where you can get a hold of me. And please go take a look. Go see all my magnificent. <laughs> creations that I love to make Talk for you guys. So, <laughs> yeah. Love it. Well, we'll put a link thank to that you. in the show notes. People can yeah. click right you. on that. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Right, we'll be right back.
Northern Lights is a Minnesota Cannabis College production. This episode was produced by me, Tanner Barris, and by my co-hosts, John Barty and Marcus Harkis. Production assistance from Shayna Payton and Steve Eigen. Today's episode is presented by North Star Law Group, your trusted partner in Minnesota's burgeoning legal cannabis industry. The information provided in this podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice, but is instead for general information purposes only. Information shared may not constitute the most up-to-date or legal information. No listener should act solely on the base information provided without first seeking their own legal counsel. The opinions and views expressed on this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect those of the Minnesota Campus College. Please listen responsibly.